Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am on a mission to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Join me each week as I share my journey of growing my own food and provide you with tips, insights and inspiration. Now let's kick off this week with an exciting update from the vegetable garden. It's been a bustling time lately and I've been reaping the rewards of all my hard work. Basically, harvests are really coming in. First and foremost, I've been delighted in the abundance of fresh produce. The harvest have been plentiful with juicy tabries, succulent raspberries, crisp peas, luscious strawberries and versatile courgettes. Truly something magical about harvesting your own fruits and vegetables. And the taste and satisfaction just cannot be beaten. It's what I love about this time of year. In addition to the delicious harvests, I've also been actively sowing a few new crops to keep the garden vibrant, diverse and constantly producing. I just recently I planted a variety of lettuces and rockets and these leafy greens will add texture and flavour to our salads but also bring a vibrant splash of green to the garden beds. I've also noticed in one of my beds that I've had mizuna start to pop up again. A couple of years ago I sowed mizuna in that bed, which last year basically self-seeded and covered the entire bed. I thought I'd cleared it all away, but obviously there was a few seeds still in the bed and they've now decided to show themselves and grow into some mizuna, which is great. Actually it's worked out quite nicely because they're starting to fill up some spaces that were empty. Now let me share you a little story from just Saturday. When I got up in the morning, there was a forecast that an approaching thunderstorm was imminent. So I went outside and took the opportunity to harness as much of this rain as possible. I filled up all my watering cans with rainwater from my water butts, just so that then my water butts had a bit more room to collect more rainfall. And then as an extra measure, I strategically positioned some buckets throughout the garden just to catch as much rainwater as possible. Rainwater for me is something I try and collect a lot of and moving forward it's something that we need to use a lot of. But added to that, because the day was predicted to be rainy, I was also on call, I decided it was a perfect time to tackle a task that has been lingering on my to-do list for way too long. And that was sorting out my tool shed. Now this tool shed was an area where I was meant to store my petrol garden tools and tools that aren't really used that much, but are used once in a while. But over time, this was an organised space, but it's become into a bit of a cluttered mess and dumping ground for miscellaneous garden items. So with determination in my heart and a pitter-patter of rain outside, I dove into this project and got it tidied. I meticulously cleared out the shed and discovered some of the forgotten treasures that had been basically thrown in there and sorted all the tools out and back into their designated spots, which is great. At the end of the day, Although the shed wasn't perfect, it is a lot more tidier and I have access to many of my tools that I've been desperately needing to get to. Just things have been in the way. And I do like a nice organised shed. For me, a shed is a great thing to have organised where your tools are available and easily accessible because it just makes the gardening journey so much easier. One thing I've also been sowing this week is another sowing of basil. And this is what I want to talk about next. 
If you're enjoying this podcast and finding value in the knowledge we share, we would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to leave us a review. Your feedback helps us grow and reach more garden enthusiasts like yourself. But if you're looking for an even more immersive experience, consider becoming a member of our supporters club. As a member, you'll gain exclusive access to behind-the-scenes podcasts where we dive deeper into gardening tips, strategies and personal anecdotes. But that's not all. As a special perk, each month as a Supporters Club member, you'll receive a curated collection of seeds delivered right to your door. These seeds are carefully selected to align with the current season, ensuring that you can sow them right away and enjoy the satisfaction of nurturing new plants into your own garden. Well, this week, we've been sowing chives and rainbow carrots. Imagine the vibrant colours and wonderful flavours that these crops will bring to your garden and culinary creations. So if you are ready to take your gardening journey to the next level, join our supporters club today. Together, we'll continue to cultivate knowledge, grow our gardens and share in the joy of nurturing nature's gift. To become a member or learn more about the supporters club, simply visit our website at thevegrowerpodcast.co.uk to sign up and find out more. We appreciate your support and look forward to welcoming you into our community of passionate gardeners. Right, let's find out about growing basil. Now let's dive into the world of basil. Basil is an aromatic herb. It holds a special place in the hearts of many gardeners and food enthusiasts alike. From its rich history to its versatile uses, there's so much to explore when it comes to this remarkable plant. Firstly, let's talk about the basil plant itself. Basil belongs to the Lamachi family. I never know if I pronounce these words right, but I'll give it a try. And it's known for its vibrant green leaves and enticing aroma. There are various basil varieties, including sweet basil, Thai basil, lemon basil, and many, many more, each with their own unique flavours and characteristics. Now, basil has a fascinating history that stretches back centuries. It is actually believed, and I didn't know this until I started researching for this podcast, it is actually believed to have originated in India and then it was later introduced to the Mediterranean region where it thrived in a warm climate. From there, it quickly spread all around the globe, becoming a staple herb in cuisines worldwide. Now, if you are interested in growing your own basil, here are some tips on sowing and growing this hype. Basil thrives in warm weather and requires well-draining soil. Now, it can be grown from seeds and seeds can be sown all year round, providing they are given enough heat. Added to that, it is possible to transplant seedlings or run down to a supermarket and buy a pot of basil and transplant those seedlings and stretch them out make them last a little bit longer. But when sowing seeds, plant the seeds about half a centimetre deep and keep the soil consistently moist until they germinate. Germination usually takes one to two weeks. Once the seedlings emerge, it's important to thin them out to give them about 15 to 30 centimetres of space between each plant. Same as if you're transplanting these plants, give them about 15 to 30 centimetres between each plant. This just allows for proper air circulation and gives the plant enough room to grow. 
Bezel loves sunlight, so make sure to place it in a really sunny spot or under grow lights if you are growing indoors. Especially if you're growing basil in the winter, I do find that they do better under grow lights if you do not have a really well-lit window. Now, as the basil grows, what I find is you tend to get, first of all, you get the first two leaves, let it grow a bit more, you'll get the second set of two leaves. And then after that, the leaves that then grow at the top become almost like a bunch so what I like to do here is actually pinch it out by cutting the stalk of just above the second set of two leaves and what you find you can obviously harvest the, the bunch on top and use those leaves as required but what I find is that by pinching it out here it promotes a bushier plant it promotes better growth so you get more leaves but it also slows down the bolting process. Therefore, the basil plant doesn't start to produce seeds and you can actually use and eat the basil plant for a little bit longer. So well worth doing, I find, you know, by pinching out a basil plant is something we often don't think of, but it does make life a lot more productive. Basil obviously has a lot of uses in various culinary delights. You've got the classic Italian dishes like caprice salad or pesto sauce to Thai curries. There's just a lot of uses for basil. Added to that, it's got a really distinct flavour and it adds a fresh aromatic touch to so many salads, soups, pastas or even beverages like infused water or cocktails. So many uses that we can use it. Which brings me nicely up to the recipe segment, which I think should include basil in one way or another. Get ready to feel hungry. Let's find out what's cooking. And now it's time for our recipe segment, where we explore mouth-watering dishes that celebrate the flavours of fresh homegrown produce. Today we have a classic favourite, pesto. Pesto is a really versatile and vibrant sauce that originates from the sunny regions of Italy. It's traditionally made with fresh basil, pine nuts, garlic, parmesan cheese, olive oil and a sprinkle of salt. The combination of these ingredients create a burst of flavours that elevate any dish. To make your own pesto, start by gathering the following ingredients. A generous bunch of fresh basil leaves, a handful of pine nuts, two garlic cloves, half a cup of grated parmesan cheese, a quarter cup of extra virgin olive oil and a pinch of salt. First, toast the pine nuts in a dry frying pan over a medium heat until they turn golden brown and become fragrant. Keep an eye on them as they can quickly go from toasted to burnt. Next, it's time to bring everything together in a food processor or blender. Combine the toasted pine nuts, garlic cloves and fresh basil leaves. Pulse until they're finely chopped and well combined. Now add the grated parmesan and a pinch of salt and give it a few more pulses to incorporate the cheese into the mixture. Finally, with the food processor running, slowly drizzle in the extra virgin olive oil until the pesto reaches your desired consistency. Some people prefer a smoother pesto while others enjoy a bit of texture. Just adjust the amount of olive oil accordingly. Once the pesto is ready, transfer it into a jar or container and store it in the refrigerator. It will keep for about a week, so you can actually freeze it as well to use in the future. Pesto of course has a myriad of uses. It's fantastic as a pasta sauce, just tossed with freshly cooked pasta for a quick and tasty meal. But don't stop there. 
This they can also be used to spread on sandwiches, a dip for vegetables, a topping for grilled meats or fish, or even as a base for homemade pizza. The beauty of pesto is its versatility. Experiment and you will love it. You can even try substituting with other herbs, parsley or coriander, or using different nuts like walnuts or almonds. Just experiment, it's such a great way and it is quite cheap to make as well, which is all, what it's all about at the moment. I love it, I really do love pesto. It's a really tasty thing to have available. Well, that wraps up our recipe for this week. So let's head down to the allotment. Well, I'm down the allotment in Grandad's greenhouse at the moment. And first of all, I want to play in a message that I received a couple of weeks ago when I asked how long you have been on your allotment. Let's find this answer and I'll come back with what I'm planning next. Hello, Richard. You asked how long we've been on our allotment. We're on the same site as you, and we've been there 16 years. Started off digging and rotivating on four-bed rotation. Then we got the second plot, put in raised beds. Now, with uh, the first plot now going back to no dig, finding it a lot easier, a lot better for my health at the moment. And... Uh, I think we're having better crops, to be quite honest. Anyway, just what I let you know, we've been there 16 years and uh, looking forward to another 16 at least. Well, that was Bill from Bill and Val's Allotment. They have a YouTube channel and I've added the link in the show notes for this episode. Firstly, I want to thank Bill for leaving that message. He's certainly been on his allotment a lot longer than me, but I drive past his allotment quite often and I'm very envious because it is beautiful. And I see both Bill and Val down here quite often working very, very hard. So please do go check out their YouTube channel. But I did think this is going to be a good chance each week to ask a question that a member of the audience could leave a voicemail answer just by heading to the vegetablegrowpodcast.co.uk and hit leave a voicemail. doesn't cost you anything other than your data rates or whatever it may be. So this week I'm going to ask the question is what do you like to do with courgettes? Courgette gluts are often known to be a bit of a problem. So what do you do when you get lots of courgettes? Let's dive into the updates from this past week. I have been down the allotment regularly every evening just to take care of the various tasks weeding watering and harvesting have been my top priorities this week and it's paying off the allotment does look so much better for it but the harvests have been the real joy this week the potato crop has been coming along splendidly i've been enjoying some delicious new potatoes and I couldn't resist picking some red currants, black currants, raspberries, gooseberries and runner beans while I was at it. It really is the time of plenty of harvests. Unfortunately, it was time to bid farewell to our broad bean plants. They've come to an end. They're not going to produce anymore. They looked raggedy. It was time for them to go. I've just cut them off at the base, leaving the roots in the ground to rot down in place added nitrogen into the soil, being a member of the legume family. But never mind, that bed is now empty and we're going to be planting out more beans and peas in place. So nothing is going to be wasted. That bed of space is still going to be productive. 
But one of the other highlights of this week has been harvesting our main garlic crop. A few weeks ago I've harvested our very early purple white. And this week it was time to harvest the rest of our garlic. We had four different varieties, Rhapsody White, Colk White, Elephant Garlic and Germador. The Rhapsody White variety gave us the best bulbs and overall yield was impressive with good sized bulbs and a good amount. Our Germador garlic, however, it was planted quite late to be fair. I did a bit of an experiment to see what had happened. Did not perform as well. Small bulbs and they did not divide into cloves, which was what I expected anyway because of how late I planted those out. However, our elephant garlic, it just continues to amaze us with its enormous size. So, as always, elephant garlic has done well. Now, inside this greenhouse, I've actually taken the time to tidy up the tomatoes, ensuring they have the best growing conditions for a bountiful harvest. We've actually harvested some tomatoes from here as well, but I needed to tie these up with string to try and keep them off the ground and growing upwards. I have noticed that my tomatoes have grown multi-stems around the base, which is probably due to the fact that they're growing in wicking beds and got lots of moisture. If these were hanging baskets, it would be great, but... They're meant to be grown vertical in a single stem and all different varieties in here have grown this multi-stem, which is a little annoying and a little untidy, but at the end of the day, it is producing with plenty of tomatoes. Now, finally, of course, I have planted out more leeks into where we have harvested some of our potatoes. I've still got more leeks to fit in somewhere. You know, it's great. It's great to constantly be using as many of these beds as possible well that brings us up to the end of this episode and i'd like to remind you to please consider leaving a review if you have enjoyed listening to our podcast your feedback helps us grow and reach more veggie enthusiasts also please consider becoming a supporting member of our podcast by doing so you not only show your support for our work but you also gain access to exclusive perks and bonus content don't forget to leave us a voicemail by heading to the veggrowpodcast.co.uk or you can email me richard at veggrowpodcast.co.uk with your questions, suggestions or even your own gardening tips. We love hearing from you and featuring your contributions in future episodes. Well that is it for this week. We will be back again next time so until then please take care. <laughs>